Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You found Mog Radio. If you like games, comedy, young, sexy men, and half an hour, then you're like this. The Second Funniest Podcast. With your hosts, Kevin Miller and Justin Worsham. Fun guys. Well, thank you, Sam. Hello and welcome to the Second Funniest Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Worsham. This is episode, what is this, 521. That's what it is. I may have misnumbered the last one when I talked. But, Wouldn't uh, be the first time. Yeah, or the last. Uh, with me, as always, is the one, the only. It has been said that nothing can derail him from discussing what he wants to be discussed because it is most likely what you would like to discuss. He is the the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press circle button, Kevin. Win Game of the Year award, Justin. Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, what Kevin is talking about is uh, you may have remembered that uh, I spoke of how I purchased the uh, Walking <laughs> Dead game on the PlayStation Network, and I had a fan uh, that sent me a tweet saying, hey, I emailed you about something. Please check it out. So... I did, and it was actually pretty interesting. It's a good story so yeah. far. So far, so far, <laughs> reporting just the facts. <laughs> um, no, no. Well, here's what happened. I got in my head because when I said "oh boy," I thought it meant it meant that I was sounding like I was irritated right. at this uh, this dude, but I am not at all. Uh, but I did think he brought up uh, uh, an argument, although I still disagree with it. But uh, So here is his email. He says, on episode 516 of the Second Funniest Podcast, Justin said, and Kevin seemed to back the idea, that the Walking Dead game by Telltale Games should not be a contender for the game of the year. To clarify that, and again, I'm not angry, I did not uh, say that it should not be a contender. Uh, I also said it should not have won. Yeah. That's what I said. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say... I, I have not played the game yet, so I don't understand whether or not it was a viable candidate for Game of the Year. Not having played it, I can can say that I think there were games that were far better than it. Right. Which I know is silly to be like, I haven't played that game and I know their games are better. But what I know of it tells me that there's no way right. that it could have transcended the genre that it's in and been Game of the Year. Right. That other factors are, are making it popular. So and I think he actually proves that point. He said, I wanted to explain the argument that it should Is be. it a he? Uh, yes, it is. Thank you. He said, uh, this game is comprised of five episodes which have already had an impact on gaming that will only grow larger in the time to come. What is the uh, What this game did was give the player choice, something few other games have done in the past and something that more and more games will do in the future. Uh, do you want to read the whole thing or go bit by bit? Um, yeah, bit by bit. I don't understand what that means. Uh, I think what he's saying is, is that no uh, other game has given the gamer a choice to where there's a decision. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off uh, Mass Effect 3, which I guess you could say came out after that. Uh, but what happened Mass before Effect that two. was Mass Effect 2. And then Mass Effect 1. That game is built on choices and how you develop a character. And I'm only going to be able to explain a place. But here's the one I thought of that made me giggle on the inside. Uh, there was a game called uh, Madden 
97. <laughs> and uh, that was a game where you would negotiate contracts and decide yeah. which players would you could re-sign. Now, the reason I bring this up is that obviously I know this is in the context of Wyatt's argument. Uh, that he's not he's not arguing that there was never a choice to be made. I think what his point is is that the choice that was made never affected the narrative in the way that your choices affect you in the Walking Dead games. Infamous one and two in, does exactly that. Right. In my opinion, Madden ninety seven also does that yeah. because of the and and I think this is also in support of his argument in that clearly he is connected to this game and he has a personal. Uh, interest in the I'm, I'm assuming the license yeah uh, and also he he loves the game and that is the point that he made br- just prior to this yeah that I think is the only reason why the game got game of the year and that got there was the a lot of people who felt that way that the the show is super right. super which is what popular. we said we said that it's because of the license and nothing more good good for you yeah I don't think that makes you game of the year right. I think that makes you Maybe mini series of the year or or cable yeah, or network indep- horror show independent license game of the year license game of the year maybe um, best soundtrack cho- cho- pick best and adapted click. screenplay <laughs> yeah <laughs> pick and click game of the year maybe right. for the genre because the genre has been around forever of mm-hmm. it right it's the same like choose find a thing on a screen click yep. it like that is going way back to to the uh, Simon the Sorcerer and Day of the Tentacle games from like. 30, for, 20 years ago. That's worth saying is that for anybody who has not played the game, uh, and I finished now, I think uh, I think I'm almost done with the second episode, if I remember correctly. And that, uh, and he does say, and I will. He says that you know to continue playing uh, because they think that you will it will change your mind. And so again, I think both you and I are not arguing the fact that to a certain extent our our opinion is uneducated, but I don't think it necessarily invalidates it because we kind of have microphones. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you chose to listen to us without the ability to for us to have to listen to you. Right. So we went. Uh, <laughs> I mean, funny. would you say that it is that it is little more than an interactive comic book? Um, I think it's to me. I think it's even less than that. Oh wow! Because here's the thing: is that I think that what it is is it's a parlor trick in that they convince you that you are making a choice. But in actuality, your choices are unbelievably limited. Yeah. In that, to uh, and, and I, I really, which is the old um, uh, laser disc games, dungeon and what's yeah. that? What are the, and uh, Johnny Dungeons Quest and or whatever. It was a Dungeon and Dragons. He's, it was it, a laser disc game that you had to you had to make a choice at a given moment. Yeah, in time and it was and do Don Bluth, thing. and it was essentially and like, essentially what you were doing is your joystick and buttons were. What now we know to be, in fact, you could play this game on a DVD with just your remote because that's all you were doing is, yeah, you were hitting enter or left or right. And then based on what that would do is that would sequence a command to tell it what chapter to jump to on the DVD. And that's essentially what this is, um, is that you you go through and you're right. You find all these little things and there's little bits of evidence, but and you just kind of it's about you walking around in this world and then. There, then you interact with people, and then based on how you interact with people, you know you find out information, which is very Mass Effect in style. Uh, and I'm only saying that not to discredit his point, but to give people a context that haven't yeah, played yeah, the yeah. game. And then, and just, uh, and then there are these major story points that you make a decision that essentially you can help this person or you can help that person, and it is unbelievably basic in form. And I don't mean that to sound derogatory. I mean that it, if you've played a game, you've seen that. Yeah, you've seen that format it, yeah. forever. Yeah. It's a, it's a basic 
thing. Gosh, that's been in every MMO. That's a, that's a common right. play of like you choose one of two very similar paths right. to walk down. I'm not, and that it's not, not even to disregard. I mean, it's a common gaming convention. Our only point is that. That this is not groundbreaking yes. a territory. It is not at all. This is stuff we've been seeing if, forever. If this is groundbreaking, and it's then great. <laughs> Mass Effect should have won uh, Game of the Year every year, even after the years it was in the years that there wasn't a new one released. <laughs> if this is considered groundbreaking, it's not. A, it's not Alec, right. Alec so Baldwin. To get back to my Rock. point again, I really don't want this to come across like we're trying to get in this guy's face. Like. I feel like this is no. What happens you are the advocate for for big name companies that have some reason made this yeah. <laughs> their choice. Uh, yeah, we're, so we're not attacking. No, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not attacking him either. In that, I'm saying, I'm just saying that you, you know, you you brought up uh, what I feel is a well written out argument, and unfortunately, in podcasting, this is the way it goes. Like we said our thing, you had a retort, and now we're giving you our retort. So for I don't want minutes. you to think that if there's any... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't... Well, I won't talk that long, but, but anyway, I don't want you to think there's any rage or any anger about it or anything like that. But to get back to my Madden point, is that for me, much like I think he is connected to the Walking Dead license and series, for me, I was heavily invested in the narrative of my Madden team. Yeah. I decided at that point that I was going to run the Seattle Seahawks. Chad Jones who uh, uh, was a very good linebacker and who I controlled on every play on defense when I was playing the game, had a great season, decided to hold out. Now, in the game, it's built just as an algorithm, and this is why it's his point, is that in his game, this is why I describe what Walking Dead is, it's just a parlor trick, is that it makes you feel like you're invested in this world, and they did a a good job of that, but fundamentally, it's just a basic decision that has been around forever. And in the game, it's just a random algorithm that decided that the statistics matched up for Chad Jones that he would hold out for the amount of money that he was getting paid. So what I decided to do, <coughs> excuse me, is that what I did was I uh, let him hold out, and I uh, and then when he finally um, there was a m- moment when he agreed to. Oh no, that's what it is. I paid him what he wanted, and then I benched him. Mm. So he got no stats. His ratings dropped. And then I cut him right after that. Why? Because I thought it was a nice fu for him holding out. Now this is me reacting to a digital persona, and this is me play like playing a narrative in a sports game. That's all it was. I didn't. I only did this because it, you're the only one. I'm the only one. It's not even <laughs> online like it is now. This is just me in my own little franchise mode, and it tickled me to death. I told that story to a ton of people about how, yeah, Chad Jones tried to hold out on him. And I used to jokingly talk about it. Oh, you're not going to believe what Chad Jones did to me today. He held out on me. I told Natalie these stories, and she would just go, okay, whatever. And I I was aware of it. You know what I mean? I was aware of it, but I just thought it was funny to play crazy like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to, my point is, is that clearly there was a decision being made in Madden 1997. Right, which was released in '96, and now you uh, you drafted Jerry Rice, right? I re-signed Terrell Owens. How did you? That's my latest move. Oh, okay, is that I knew that he was going to. Here's what happened in another league: Terrell Owens retires after the year 2012. So I'm in the future. Uh, I'm like I'm like Sam from Quantum Leap mm, right now, but more entertaining. Yeah, and so I jump <laughs> around, and uh, and so 
uh, I knew Terrell Owens was going to retire, so I thought, you know, it's fitting. Let, he was a free agent in, my, in the league that we have, so I signed Terrell Owens to a one-year oh, deal. that's it. Um, not, not what we're talking about. So what else does he have to say about the game of the year? So uh, he says, the story of the game is nearly flawless and really makes you think through everything you do. For me and many other players, this story affected us more than any other story has. Of any movie, book, or TV show, it is the best story that specifically I have ever experienced. Now, this is where I think his argument was really solid, and then he's saying, I'm only really talking for me. Yeah, and yes, that, that's very nice. Thank you for not saying everyone yeah. feels this way and why we're wrong. The other thing that's important about it is that that's a, that's a solid point, is that it's a story that connected with you, and the, and the material is great. I think that that's grounds for considering it to be a great game, but that's also more grounds to uh, consider it a great book or mm-hmm. a great comic book, which mm-hmm. is what it was. So you're, re- you're actually reacting to the source material at, in a medium that you prefer. Yes. It'd be like saying, um, well, gosh, I like, I like the Ninja Turtles, but I prefer them in, co- in a cartoon than a comic book. Right. Or, or anything. I, when is the movie version of this coming out? Because I like to see it on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, I don't want to read The Hunger Games. Right. Or, you but know, I will watch Jennifer Lawrence shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> exactly. Because it's easier, compact. So all you're, at this point, you're really just expressing your desire to see that material in an interactive medium right. as opposed to a static medium right. in, a, in, in paperback form. Now, the only way for our argument to be complete is when their new Survival Instinct, which is a first-person shooter game based on a, a storyline built for Daryl, one of the main characters in the series, uh, if that goes to Game of the Year as well, then uh, then it's like, oh, well, then we really want zombie games. Um, but uh, let's see. What else does he say? And what's your point there, that, that it would be a spinoff? Well, no, it's what not, I'm saying is our argument was that the reason that it was uh, one for Game of the Year is because Walking Dead is a humongous hit series yeah. and that it plays to the demographic of the nerd-themed uh, yeah. uh, audience of video games. Mm-hmm. And that's why it won Game of the Year, that it was the license that gave it that heft. Yeah, it pushed it there. That if, let, if you would have changed all the characters and made it into a medieval uh, – or let's say you take away the license and it is just a zombie world – because with, you meet characters from the series at different parts within the narrative within the series, and you just give them those same options. If you don't call it Walking Dead, it does not get the attention yeah. that it got because it's called Walking Dead the Game, and also because there was that was the extent of the Walking Dead game world. You had like a Facebook game, and then they had this game, and now because of the they won Game of the Year. They actually have a full-fledged first-person shooter, zombie-killing, like, left-for-dead type game that they've made. But that will still be based on the franchise because we've yes. seen other zombie games, um, Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Those aren't winning Game of the Year. Left uh, for Dead. Yeah, and though that didn't win. Well, it might have on Left for list. Dead, if you think about it, Left for Dead, when, they, when it came out, was more of a groundbreaking game than The Walking Dead could be because it was a zombie first-person shooting game that was cooperative on any given moment, yeah. When you you that could be you oh, could, I remember that. Yeah, you could be playing the game, and people could just jump in and join your level. Or if you were on a certain level, you could join into somebody else playing yeah. that same level. I remember that being a technological snaff because it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't always work. Uh, great, go on. Uh, some have argued that it is not a game; it is just an interactive story. Therefore, it should not be game of the year contender. But it is still a video game which is experienced on the dedicated gaming platforms. Even most of the people that make this argument still believe that it is a masterful story and it should be recognized in some way for that. 
Agreed. <laughs> but that that's called the comic book. Right. Yeah, again, that's the same. And the story is all based on the, the license. Which we would not argue with at all. I mean, clearly, it'd be the same thing as saying that the Harry Potter video games should win Game of the Year because they're based on incredible books. I would argue that while the story is compelling, um, I, it, I it's not as riveting as what I feel that I didn't connect to it the way he did. Yeah. That's what I would say. So we uh, say thank you for your email and the time articulating point. We do not agree. Yeah. Next email. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Man, you guys like to write us some really long emails, and that is just really. Yeah, here's a hint. If If you want us to entertain your email, three lines. Yeah. A paragraph. Yeah, well, like that one, he he sent me a tweet, and I checked it out, and it's three different paragraphs. And the last paragraph that I didn't read, he said, so before saying whether it is good or bad, I highly recommend that you play through all of the episodes while it is a different kind of game that in no way means that it is a bad one. So play We never said it was a bad one. Them we didn't enjoy. think it was the best. Yes. We thought yeah, I said I said if that's game of the year, I think that Sly Cooper is a better game. Game of the Sly century. Sly 4, yeah. I think it's a better game than – and I uh, now I'm playing – Mass Effect 3, and I still think Sly 4 is a better game than Mass Effect 3 as far as what wow. they've done to make it fun to play and interesting. And They and converted you. What Man, you Sly, you've never been a platformer or free-former kind of guy. You're, and now yeah. you're like... Well, I mean, I guess it is the context of the show is that I think that... I think that what there's an element of fun that it's not not even a platformer. Like right now, I'm playing the Ratchet and Clank collection, and I I like them and I'm amused by them. And there's yeah. elements where you have these little aha moments, but there's just so many things to the writing and the look and the feel and yeah. the gameplay, and and then you take that to let's just not let's take Sly Four for the artistic endeavor it was, and then you add on to it the programming endeavor that yeah. they did to make it completely crossplay that I could literally. Hit upload to the cloud, and then hit download from the cloud on my Vita, and pick up exactly where I left off. And it doesn't take a half hour, right? And to play the exact same game, that to me is groundbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. To me, that is a big deal. That I wish that, and it's unfortunate that because Sly isn't the Walking Dead uh, Emmy award-winning television show and uh, an underground hit comic book series that. They, these people aren't being hoisted on their shoulders. And I, I honestly think I would say that even without the context of this show and the fans. Oh, I know you I would. really believe I know that. You would. I, I've always believed it. Because I've joked for years that I didn't like any of the games. <laughs> and I will say here right now that I think I think that the series is cool. I like the characters. Obviously, they did a great job connecting with the characters. But Sly 4 is by far the best game out of all of them, in my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, it was just, yeah, it was hit out of the park. So to compare that to a point and click where you search around and, you, and there's a, there's clunkiness to it and then there's point and click yeah I, uh, yeah, yeah we should move on All right. <laughs> uh-huh. it's interactive medium it, as we said before as the guys from indie gamer said it's like the sum of all mediums in one form made interactive and the game of the year is a comic book with a soundtrack like uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Most, I think, of the emails that we're getting are questions about whether or not there will be a Sly 5 that they've heard rumors and stuff like that. Pass those rumors along. You know, um, gosh, I, I, you want Sly 5. I want Sly 5. Sign the petition. Let's get some Sly 5. Clearly, I think that they, uh, you know, again, here we are in that weird place where I know as much as you do right now. Like I, And that is 
um, honest, no NDAs on the table. I don't know if there's going to be a Sly 5. There could be... Sony may not know if there's a Sly 5. I sure hope that somebody is developing one because it means we're going to get it sooner and we'll be able to see it quicker. Uh, we've discussed the end of Sly 4. It, it looks like we're going to see a Sly 5 at some point or they could have just been leaving it open for another, just like the guys at Sucker Punch did. They didn't know who or when, but they were like... If somebody wanted to, sure. Here's the next thing that you can yeah. do. They, you know, had, Nate Fox and the guys at Sucker Punch would have been fine if somebody said, we will turn out the next Sly game in two years. But that's not the way things came together. It could be another 10 years. Gosh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Gosh, another one that's not. kind of in the similar vein. Uh, recently, well, recent is when this email was written, Sony released an animated short. He wrote this on January 26th this year. <laughs> uh, Sony released an animated short for Sly Cooper. Is it possible that a web series is on the horizon? Oh. Or is this just like the comics released prior to the release of previous Sly games? And I say web series. It's a TV show might dilute the Sly Cooper franchise. Also, if there were to be another short, would there be more than just uh, your voice? Uh, don't get me wrong, I love your voice. Uh, one of the reasons I love the Sly games and found the podcast, but it would be better than just the grunts and sighs used in the short. Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, that was a, a pitch for a long time for myself and several other people to use the kind of budget that they that they use to make that short and instead use it as a backdoor pilot, meaning that we, that when you saw that pilot, instead of it just being the standalone reminiscent tale of all the cool things that Sly did before, that it would be the launching point for a, for a web series or an animated series or, or something. Uh, and that, that little short that's been around that we we put up on I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series on Facebook uh, might just end up being that. It's certainly a calling card of how great Sly could be. Uh, and yeah, you know, as a fan of the series and um, and somebody that would love to see it be an animated thing, uh, you, that that is definitely a hurdle. to When you look at it, you're like, gosh, this it would be so much better in terms of a cartoon, if it had a full cast, if it had animation. Yeah. But the guys at GhostBot would, will tell you with no um, inhibition that <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. Like, to, there's a reason why it's that it's just me. It's because they knew they wanted animation. But to have the whole team, like the other two guys, to get Chris and Matt in there, and then somebody to play the voice, and then get Kevin Blackton to play Mugshot, and then Gray to get in there to be Carmelie, like, that adds up real quick, and um, and if they wanted to put together a, a good animation video, um, then they don't want to blow their budget on 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 voice guys. So, yeah, the the truth is, uh, who who wrote that email? Is it already gone? Um, I can find it. Easy. You and everybody go to I want Sly Cooper in his own animated series and like the page. Then tell people to like the page. If we can get people to Brendan. see. Brendan, that that we want this, that you're like, I would love to see more adventures of Sly. I guarantee they'll listen. But right now there's it's only it's only thirteen hundred people. And I that's that's not nothing. I yeah. re I recognize that. But if you go to the That's Sly enough for another podcast. Yeah. If you go to the Sly Cooper uh fan page, the official site, he has thirty five thousand likes on that page. So why we're not getting the love on this thing that says I want to see more Sly, I haven't quite figured out yet. Yeah. And if we can crack that nut if well, we the had game the game has to have sold even more than that. Exactly. You know I mean? If we had if we had that but we need some sort of social movement that says 
No, seriously, I love this character. Yeah. Because here's the deal. When, when the Ninja Turtles or DuckTales, or I, I can't think of something that's not from the 80s, but if, <laughs> uh, when things are big. Ninja Turtles are now. Angry Birds, when Angry Birds makes hand over fist, guarantee star they're going to be able to get the license to do something like Star Wars and take it to the next level. They're going to be able to move it forward. Uh, you know, there's talk Well, of I think Ninja Turtles is a prime example, but in the opposite direction, yeah. because, and I think I talked about it on the show, before the Ninja Turtles series had really hit, they started releasing the toys, yeah. And that this Christmas, the show hadn't even started, and that this Christmas they were uh, all of a sudden they were gone in the shelves at Target yeah. or whatever. And Heath, because he's a big toy collector and knows that world, he goes, "You know what that means? That means that they didn't know that this show was going to be as big as it yeah. is because they didn't have enough toys made at Target to be able to give you enough, and that the place that has overstock, yeah, uh, is selling them for two dollars cheaper than what Target has." And Target is out of them. Yeah. So they've already gotten a place of overstock because like, oh, we made so many toys and they're probably not going to sell like we think. So we're giving them to these wholesale retailers. Selling them as wholesale, yeah. Right. And he goes, but that what that means is that the kids are clamoring for this. And yeah. more than likely, it's kind of like guys like me where it's like, I loved Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'll, oh, and I'll make sure I'll thing. tune into my kid. And I'll show my kid. Did just he, so happens he loves it. Does he like Skylanders, your buddy Heath? He's uh, Heath. Uh, no, Heath I don't think he he's does. not much of a gamer. Um, no, he is. That's all he does. Except but. for that he didn't like the PS Vita, which doesn't make him. He, he lost some street cred. <laughs> for but. you, because you like it. Easy there, guy about Walking Dead. <laughs> no. No. I'll win that one. <laughs> His complaint about the Vita was that it, it there was nothing new that made it different. That's what he was saying. He really? was saying, yeah, he was saying that everything he could do on it, he could do on his phone. But again, he he still plays it on the plane. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like he still plays it, but he's just like, except for that, it's in high def. I think really what <laughs> I think really what he's complaining about is uh, to help articulate his thought for him is the library, which I think everyone everybody would agree agrees. With. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I would love to see more games. Yeah. Um, it, let's talk about more games like Ducktales Remastered. Are you familiar with this? No. Oh gosh, it's so lovely. So they're they're taking. The DuckTales game, which is like a camp, yeah. a Capcom I remember that. classic. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Nintendo. And yeah. they've remastered it, so they took the levels, the geometry of it, and they've built it anew. And then they've cast it with new with the voice actors from that generation. Terry McGovern is launched by McQuack and everybody. And they said that the game is 80% original, 20% new. So there's there's a little, there's like a bridge level that wasn't there before ending the, f- the first five worlds, the final world. But for the most part, it's the original game. Like, if you have the muscle memory down, you should be able to play it the whole way through. But it's updated graphics, updated engine, That's cool. uh, animations, and uh, it's awesome. That's great. <laughs> it's, and they said it's not a remake, it's a remaster. So they took yeah. it in and they brought it to the HD world. And it's like, oh, gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> Woo! Uh, here's another email that I think uh, is fun uh, because he's only a goodie, but a goodie. But he got me because of his opening line. Ah. Hey, Justin and Kevin, it's my favorite German listener. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because I know English is his second language. My hope is that I get his humor. And then he's saying that he is uh, his favorite German listener yeah. that listens to this podcast. Probably that one, yeah. Uh, and he says me. And he says, due to the late Europe release of Sly 4, 
uh, in March 27, 2013, so he just got it. Oof. I had to stop listening to your podcast for about 10 shows. I just didn't want uh, to be spoiled in any way, but now that I've be- uh, beat the game and unlocked the secret ending, I can return to my old habits. Speaking of spoilers, what's your worst spoiler experience? Of course, without spoiling anything, please. <laughs> Do you have a I have it. Oh, gosh. I have the worst spoiler experience. I'm ready. And it is from the worst movie to be spoiled from, from our life. The game? What? Do you remember the game with Michael Douglas? No. And, uh, was it a Sean Penn or something? No, I haven't seen that, so okay. don't spoil it for me. Mine's worse. What's the ultimate movie to not have spoiled for you? Uh, for anyone or? Yeah. Uh, for Like in the past 20 years. The ultimate movie to not have spoiled for you. I'll put you down easy. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Six Cents. Oh, the wow. ultimate movie. So we were doing comedy oh, sports. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, we were doing comedy sports. As Justin and I were reminiscing a few episodes back. It's a live improvisational show yeah. uh, where we take suggestions from the audience. And um, I don't know who decided to do It was bad form. To be fair, the, Six Sense was the first of like the surprise ending movies of that time. There really wasn't a thing. Like Spoiler Alert really came about because of that movie, yeah. and, and it became a thing that you needed to care about. Um, so uh, in its current current form. So we're asking the audience for things, and somebody was like – somebody. one of the kids yells out um, Six Sense as a movie that we should do, and they're – it was maybe two weeks old, like, and it had a ton of buzz behind it. Of like, this is this great movie. You should definitely go see this movie. Uh, and if you're, if you didn't, if you weren't old enough to go to the movies when this movie came out, you may not understand the weight behind this. Of like, it was a, it was a phenomenon. It was a, there was a movement behind mm-hmm. this movie. Of like, it was a groundbreaking, uh, game-changing film. And it was a rush. To, there are very few movies that do this. But it was a rush to get to the theater to see it because it had so much buzz and and hype yeah. and well earned because yeah. the movie was great. So, <laughs> spoiler alert: these girls the, in this game of Connie Swords, I can't remember why. Every the girls for some reason got to cast everybody in it and say, and I don't remember. The, I don't think it was a game somebody made up. Uh, and they said, "Okay, you're going to play this guy. You're going to play the kid, Haley Joe Osmond." And oh no, that's it. They had to guess the 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 audience member had to guess who everybody was playing and so she guesses the she looks at bruce willis and so they had probably played it in a way that that if you had you not seen it like i would you'd still be able to get that it was six cents from previews and if you had seen it it wouldn't have given away anything to anybody but the little girl doesn't understand that she's like 14 and she goes to bruce, the person that was playing bruce willis and going oh 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 uh he he's the dead guy <laughs> and I knew just enough of the movie that there was a surprise ending and knew just enough from the trailers that there was something about it that my mind went, shit. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> I got it. Which topped my experience with, I can't remember if this movie came out before or after it, um, uh, Fight Club. Because I had said something like, oh, I had lunch with some friends. I'm like, oh, are you guys the same person? And they're like, this isn't Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, you just ruined that movie for me, didn't you? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we did. I don't know. I'm trying. I was trying to think. I know that I've had people tell me like whenever people. So I don't have like a big one like that where it's like. Oh, you know, uh, don't, I don't, don't think not, about it. Don't think about it. Yeah. I figured it out. Yeah. I'm not wired that way to where that really yeah. bothers me. So I've, I've had people blow things for me, but I'm like, uh, but what I've had is like, oh, you're going to love this. Be- you know, 
uh, you know, just oh, the talking. I hate that. Yeah, the talking around it. They go, is this what they were talking about? Like that takes me out of it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had eighteen bajillion of those experiences. My but. my wife is the worst at this. She she watches movies like a detective. I think a lot yes. of women do this. Oh, that, your see, wife that's exact, does that. Yes, and she'll she thinks oh, she's figuring God. it out. Can't you just goes, sit there and shut up? I've said that forty bajillion times. And, and and she'll she'll play like she plays some games which I think are fun. Of like that one's my favorite. He's my favorite. She's my favorite. Or like I I can't decide which character is my favorite, which I think is fun. But then to like she tries to actively solve the mystery yes. beforehand, which is like. I understand because it's one way to enjoy film, but I feel like you're missing out on the ride that the people who put the movie together are intending for you to experience. Yeah. Unless they're sloppy at it. But a movie like, oh, I don't know, The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. is not is not a movie that, that they did a poor job. Like they are they are moving things along in a very systematic, artful, crafted way. And she did it twice when we watched the movie. Now, to to her credit, the movie's been out for almost a year now. There's been a lot of talk about it. She knew that there was something and but the moment what's his head, Jordan Levin Gretit, whatever the kid's name Joseph is, Gordon-Levitt. shows up on the screen, she goes, Oh, is he supposed to be Robin? And I was like, How the how the f did you get that from his first scene on this? She's like, well, and then she legitimately got it. She's like, well, he, he's a big enough name. He's young. He's young, and he's gonna help him. And yeah. I was like, okay, I guess yeah. maybe that was a little more obvious than I gave credit for. But then she's the whole time trying to figure out. Who- I saw the, him interviewed on Kimmel, and Kimmel accidentally blew that. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that I guess that kind of happened to me too. But, but then but- she even said like, because the the girl, of course, spoiler alert. Whatever, but the movie's been out for a while. The, he, she's trying to figure out who the bad guy is in the moment. The, what's her face shows up, and she's like, "Oh, she's the bad guy, isn't she?" But the movie's two and a half hours long, so by the time it's revealed that she is the bad guy, she's like, "Oh, I forgot that I knew it was her." <laughs> and I turned, and I yeah. said, "If we had seen this movie together, and you turned to me and said that's Robin, I would have left the yeah. movie theater. <laughs> Quinn would have never been born. That's right. <laughs> um, all the, a lot would have happened. Thank God. You More than just go. Jimmy Stewart would have been upset on." That day. Um, <laughs> yeah, Natalie does a lot of too of trying to finish the dialogue, and it's like she always is happy when it's like you know it's like, listen, from the moment I first set eyes on you, I knew, and then she will do stuff like that I loved you, <laughs> and, and then when the guy goes that I loved you, she goes yeah see see, see? I, I could write I a movie no you couldn't you could finish a sentence <laughs> you know what you could try as a challenge shutting up. During a film, put that on your hat. I'm in love. Uh, So let's see. That's our spoiler. It says, mine was about Uncharted 3. I've been watching a video review. Oh, Oh, that's right. Haven't played it. Sorry. <laughs> I jacked up as it. And we totally been ruining Sly 4. But then, <laughs> that's Don't care. Funny. It's my I show. I don't listen to I your s- podcast. <laughs> I don't listen to your Uncharted 3. Uh, also, I want to thank Kevin, Chris, Matt, and all the others who worked on Sly for this awesome game. Although there were some things about the game I didn't like, I had a wonderful time. The new style, the animations, the dialogues, it was all great, but the magic was the best. Peter McConnell, who has also made the soundtracks for Sly 2 and 3. Oh, the music, not magic. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was like... Uh, yeah, I guess it's magic. <laughs> yeah. Knows how to get this sly-ish mood in his tracks. Yeah, he alluded true. to the old game OSTs, too, which gives me goosebumps every time I hear the score. I'm a hobby producer. Music and video games is very important oh, to me. Oh, we've heard from him before, haven't we? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Philip yeah. is he's played on game days and stuff. Uh, he's uh, probably my boyfriend from uh, another continent. And I love working with that one hang out there. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Besides mixing tracks, I know he's in his 20s, so it's not creepy. It's not weird. Uh, Besides remixing tracks from games, I even make my score. I even 
make my own scores. Basically, I'm thinking up random areas or scenes for action-adventure games similar to Zelda hey. or Uncharted and start composing. That's the way to do it, bro. I'd like That's to great. share it with you and would welcome some feedback and stuff. Here's the link. Oh, let's listen. Um, That's great. Is that fair, though, to like play his stuff uh, sure. on the show show? Let's hear it. All right. We got people in the game industry to listen to this. While it's loading, my dream is to compose a score for a game or movie, but to become a professional movie composer... Uh, but then to become a professional movie uh, composer, you're going to have to study film music at college. And in order to study film music, you've gonna, you're going to have to play three different instruments. And because I can't even play one, I'm pretty, I'm going to say screwed. But he's, I like Philip. Well, you um, can learn those. If you know music, you can learn those. But that's the awesome thing about composing music with your computer. You could use every instrument in the world yeah. without even knowing how to play it. But it's a shame... Uh, but it's a shame electronic composing is not recognized anywhere in an instrument as an instrument or qualification. Well, besides in the electronic music genre, which also fascinates I, me a lot. I, I think you're mistaken. I think you're you're letting um, uh, your preconceptions distract you because the truth is that computer composed music is completely identified as a legitimate art form. Um, mm. That I might disagree. To com- no, to compose music using a computer, it, that's how it's done. So. Right, but what he's saying is that if he was to walk into a production house that, like, say they write jingles and everything like that, and he says, I couldn't read music, but I can make this on a computer. They would hear him. They they would hear him, but they would kind of go, uh. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But if he said, I could play as many instruments, uh, I could play twice as many instruments as Prince, and I could put it all on a computer, they'd go, you're in. Yeah, I think that's his point. Uh, yeah, and I, that's I, I think that that's a hurdle. Meanwhile, we're listening to his music. I think that's either a hurdle you can achieve, get over, like the idea of not. If he understands music, you can learn a, a musical instrument. Clearly, and this is him singing. Oh, that might be a problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, it's just an encouragement. Like, don't don't let that stop you. If you have a passion and a desire, clearly you zoned in on music. You zeroed in on the music in a game. Over all the other elements, the audio is like one-ninth of what's going on in a game, and it's what you paid attention to. So you've got passion for it. Don't let these cognitive blocks stop you from pursuing something just because you don't think you can learn some musical instruments. And furthermore, play to your strengths. If you're a computer composer, compose the best effing computer music that we can find. And it doesn't matter if you can't play the saxophone. People will hire you. Yeah, I agree. This is something he made a day ago. So he sent that email probably months ago. And this is called Game OST Desert Intro Plus Main Theme. He made this? He made this. For sure? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm trusting him. I'm going to fast yeah, forward let's, to let's like get a, a crescendo. Little... And then let's try it's Desert. Got, it's got good vibe. Yeah. Desert Oasis City. I like it. Yeah, I'm sold. Let's hear a little more. I want to hear when he gets to that to that point. That build. Ooh, boss of, battle. In terms of games, yeah, yeah. And it's I think hook. he's saying it's a game. It's intended yeah. for a game. So the idea of a game, like I would imagine, if you're composing music for games, is that it has to be able to be a repeatable loop. So there has to be a consistent pattern. But it's got the pattern can't drive change. you nuts. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and I think it definitely has that. Uh, this is called Game OST Desert Temple Ruins Boss Battle. But it has a very cinematic sound, which is great for games. Like, this is easy to be able to build, animate a shot to. Yep. 
these chants and stuff. Oh, yeah, something epic is coming down the pipe here. Yeah. You can see the waveform. What's his URL while we're listening to this? This is, um, oh, I don't know if that's the right one. It just says soundcloud.com. Oh. Well, what's his name? Philip Karasek, uh, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-K-A-R-A-S-E-K. And that is available on SoundCloud.com. SoundCloud. Is where his These are great. This is where you can hear the um, Justin Bieber songs slow down to 5,000% yeah. and stuff. It's, according to this, this is SoundCloud.com slash stainless-1. So if anybody within the industry is listening and says... Is this the boss battle? Let's get to some... Let's get to some boss battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be more of an action moment in the game. This doesn't feel like epic boss battle. Or maybe it's back here and we fast forward. Oh, I I really like this piece. It's very ambient tempo-like. That's what somebody said about it. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't know if this is boss battle. I dig it. It's one of the stronger pieces we've played so far. Um, there's Plasma Whip. Uh, let's try and get out of it like a desert. Let's see. Oh, this is Zelda Gordon Lullaby. Hmm. What does that mean? Let's figure it out. This is from three months ago, it says. About the time we wrote his email. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I can't find the date July seventeenth, two thousand twelve. Nope, you're right. March thirty first. Oh, he wrote the email March thirty first. Oh, so oh, on Easter Sunday. Long. Look at him. They don't believe that in Germany. I uh, guess that one won't play. What? Okay. So you know, Darmina Zelda Gordon Lullaby wasn't playing on my computer for Philip. I would like to hear some uh, blue grassy instrumental. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I know. But it's just such a random. I uh, well, look at look at everything he has on here. It's all that's all his. He's got a uh, lot. So I'm, that's Song my request. My request to any young composer making music, my favorite kind of ambient music uh, for games that we haven't seen enough of is bluegrassy, uh, but kind of a little heavier, uh, more like Firefly or Starcraft without the uh, the guitar riffs. Let me hear some of that. Oh, okay. Can I make requests? <laughs> yeah. He's going to get a man right on that. Yeah. A little more folky, like uh, what's that movie um, with uh, George Clooney? Uh, that was based on the Odyssey, and they become radio stars in the nineteen in the eighteen nineties. I have no idea what you're talking. Really, about. <laughs> George Clooney? And they become radio stars in the nineties. In the eighteen nineties, uh, radio so, stars in the eighteen nineties. No, maybe nineteen tens. Then no, I'm right. Like eighteen nineties. Oh, uh, oh, brother, where art? Oh, thou? brother, where art thou? I had forgotten about your bluegrass rift because I was trying to pick up where I left off and then I <laughs> In conclusion, I want to tell you that I'm going to be a trainee at a video game magazine. Last year, I graduated from high school, quit college after a semester, uh, Japanology and sociology. And now I'm going to work for six months at the uh, M! Exclamation Park Games Mag, a big German games magazine. Because I'm not a talented illustrator or painter, and there is no way my music is being used in a game without any degree, this is my way to get in the gaming industry. Also, I can write reviews without any spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Shut Uh, up. I just want to thank you, Justin (laughs) and Kevin, for making this podcast. Since three years, I'm listening to you guys, and you are now part of my everyday life. Keep up the good work. Greetings, kisses from Philip from Germany. He's a funny dude. Uh, all right. What time? What? Uh, holy crap! Yeah, the bell rang. It did. I didn't yeah. hear it. I might have accidentally messed it up. How with long? Playing did, music. Yeah, I feel like we've been here for a we've while. We've been a while. So. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I wish we had some old brother. Where art thou? I'm trying to find it to play us out. Oh, uh, I have old brother. Where art thou? You want me to play us? Yeah. Old brother, where art thou? Although I'm going to be mad if I clean Hit house pause. on my music. 
and uh, did that. Okay, I found it. This is some, oh, brother, where art thou? Kevin will like something uh, without the vocals. You want the instrumental? I have the instrumental. Oh, yeah, give me instrumental. Oh, my gosh, I tried to give you that, and then you said. Oh, that's what you wanted? That's what you. Yeah. It was a little too slow, but yeah. Well, that's what the instrumental is. I love you. This is Oh Brother Where Art Thou, the instrumental. This is I Am a Man of Constant Sorrow, instrumental. But it's not as good as this, so we're going to. Yeah, wait, I have a better one. Give me the feed. Give you the feed. Yeah, I'm in. I'm taking over. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, is, this is what's happening. You can happening. give us a call, 408 228 or send us an email to show at secondfunniestpodcast.com. Please go to facebook.com slash I want Sly Cooper in his own animated series. Throw a like up there from your grandmoms. Throw a like up there from your moms. Throw a like up there, up there for your auntie, uh, your tia, your mijo, <laughs> your tio. Um, if you find Terrell Owens, have him throw a like up there as well. Um yeah, get everybody liking on there. And, <laughs> get uh, everybody liking. You're stalling for me. Tell your friends. Don't and, give me up. Oh, there you go. Here we go. This is a man of constant sorrow, or this is no, bluegrass? This is bluegrass. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so do that. <laughs> Please join the conversation at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on the Twitter at secondfunniest. All that jazz. On behalf of my good friend Kevin Miller, it's Justin Worship saying, Okay, bye. bye. High Speed, a Coldplay song done by a bluegrass oh, tribute song. I would never have known that. Uh, by the name, and the album is called Picking on Coldplay. Oh, so you can pick that up. Yeah, I'm about to pick on Coldplay and say, "Okay, bye." Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.